And we are live here on this Friday. The theme, of course, our socio-political slot, the session taking place in regards to our current condition here over in Canada. And also, of course, our American friends and uh, what's taking place there from our Christian perspective and worldview. Stefan Maia with you. AddedSouls.com is the website. I labor alongside the East Coast Church of Christ. You can check the .com, eastcoastchurchofchrist.com. You can also find us on Facebook and all that kind of wonderful stuff. Please try to get involved with this work. It's a good work, and you can do that. You can contact us. It's a, it's a good thing. And um, yeah, so here's what's going on. Oh yeah, housekeeping. By all means, please consider following, subscribing, uh, giving us a thumbs up, sharing a comment, sharing the link far and wide. That really helps helps us out, keep doing the work, right? And you can uh, sign up to addedsouls.locals.com. It's free to sign up, and you can choose to support the Added Souls ministry through the Maya family and the mission we are involved with in the East Coast of Canada. You can do that there. I encourage you to do that. Please do that. Okay, so um, today, Friday, and we do, I don't know, one Friday a month, two Fridays a month, perhaps, stuff like that, in regards to sociopolitical conversations and the things taking place in our politics, the policies, the things of the city, right, and our government and um, all that kind of stuff. And we talk about that stuff, and we want to see what that stuff's all about, and we want to give you an update and a report on what's taking place with that kind of stuff. That okay? You with me? Yeah. You know, it's... It's a trying time these times. It's a try. These times are trying times. There's a lot of doubt. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of delinquency and corruption at the helm. And yeah, I know there's always been a level of corruption, but not at this boiling point. Or maybe yeah, but maybe no. I don't know. <laughs> there's a lot of subjective opinions when it comes to the socio-political realm of what we think should be the right path forward or what we think should not be the right path forward. In all instances, we should, as Christians, uh, adhere, of course, to the principles and freedom we have in Christ and recognize where we're at um, in our country, in our nation, and who it is that is leading us in our government and stuff like that. And there is objective absolute truth, and there is morality. Uh, is there a realm for opinion? Uh, yeah, of course. You know, maybe you think we should put money in infrastructure or in education. Uh, maybe I think we should put money in healthcare. Maybe you don't. Maybe, you know, we can talk about those things. We can debate those things. We should be able to anyways. There's a time where we could. Now, that, of course, has um, been driven away a great deal sadly. But um, yeah, but there are other things that are just right or wrong stuff. You, you, there's no like debate about it. Like there was a time when we knew murder was wrong. So we wouldn't murder because murder was wrong. And if you murdered, you go to jail for murder. Now we've legalized murder. We just don't call it murder. See, because it would be bad if we call it murder because then we can't legalize it. So we had to call it something else. We had to call it something else. And once we call it something else, then it don't sound so bad as murder. So now we can legalize it. So one says, well, it's legal to murder. It is, of course. Yeah. We live in a country where it's legal to murder. It's legal to murder little babies in the womb. It's legal to murder teenagers who are depressed. It's legal to murder our seniors who are just done with life. It's, it's legal to murder. It just is. We just don't call it murder. We're not allowed to call it murder. We're not allowed to call it doctor-assisted suicide. That's not politically correct. That's offensive. That would be hate speech or incite violence, apparently. So you can't say those things. But yeah, murder is legal. It's just, it is. And 
capital punishment when it is honorable and just is not murder. Yeah, we are killing someone who is a murderer. <laughs> and I say that because I know that argument. It comes up all the time. Oh, yeah? Well, what about capital punishment? You people are so... Hey, listen. There's a difference between pro-life and capital, pro-capital punishment, okay? Pro-life means we protect life from uh, conception to natural death. Pro-capital punishment means we end the life of murderers. Because they're murderers. <laughs> people have lost that, of course, and... What I am saying makes absolutely no sense to individuals who are completely enamored with the propaganda of today's fallen public life. To them, I'm the enemy. I'm um, everything they call me on TV, right? I'm the bigot. I'm the, uh, the, the supremacist. I'm the extremist. I'm the terrorist. I'm uh, the phobic this or the phobic that. Uh, I'm the enemy. In my own country, born and raised, I am an enemy on these shores now because, well... The delinquency and corruption of communism, socialism, all that kind of ism stuff has taken control. And I blame the citizenry. Blame myself. I should have I should have stood up sooner. We should have stood up sooner. Not in retaliation, revenge, or anything that would be dishonorable as a Christian principle or behavior, but in all legal uh, defense and legal uh, uh, um, attributes and privileges that are allowed us through our um, uh, founding fathers' documents, which were, of course, sourced by a higher power. That's, that's how that worked, and it worked for us very well until we got rid of it. Well, what's taking place today and what's happening in our current week, if you will? Well, over here in Canada, of course, you may have heard the news. If you peruse Twitter, which I do because you kind of get more up-to-date news on Twitter, and a lot more freedom uh, on Twitter than you would find anywhere else. But uh, that might be done for us Canadians now, because as of yesterday, the Liberal Party and the NDP Party, the coalition, um, has chosen to remove debate or any kind of opposition or critique of their Bill C-11 and rushed it through and passed it. And Bill C-11, though again, these professionals of the, um, well, how should I say this? They are professional liars, and they lie in such a way that they call evil good and good evil. So they presented Bill C-11 as something virtuous, something good, something right, something we should all embrace and uh, um, uh, receive and enforce, because if you don't, you're an evil extremist, you're a terrorist, you're a white supremacist, you're a bigot, you're this, that, and the other. It's the usual repetitive uh, insults that come your way. If you don't adhere to the pattern they want to force you into, which is the canister of isms, then you are automatically laced with the the slander, the, the, the demonization, and all the descriptive labels that they accuse us of, which is interesting with their gaslight, what they're projecting, is that they are indeed the ones who are guilty of the very things they accuse us of being. And this within the sociopolitical realm, within the realm of politics and politicians and government and whatnot. And we need to understand something as per a Christian mind uh, governed by the word of God is that government is not inherently sinful, okay? It was not designed to be inherently corrupt, though it is now corrupt it is not inherently corrupt. It wasn't organized or established out of corruption. It was 
done so for uh, the right reasons and to produce reasons that God would utilize uh, through his ministry, which is, of course, capital punishment upon murderers. That's why we pay our taxes. That's the literature revealed, inspired penmanship of the Holy Spirit, Paul speaking to the Christians in Rome, stuff like that. We've gone away from that, obviously, but we just need to understand that we don't want this anarchist mind state either. Like it's our our government is corrupt. There's no way around that. And in my lifetime, and I'm in my mid forties, once I started paying attention to what was taking place with our government, I've recognized that it is now as more corrupt than I've ever experienced it to be. Uh, and it didn't need to be that way. The same thing with politicians. Politicians, the minute you take on the position or the tax, the task or the office of a politician doesn't inherently make you sinful or evil or corrupt, but it certainly does tempt one into corruption and to be coerced and to be extorted and to be corrupted. And sadly, that's a great many politicians now. They may have begun their path with a virtuous heart, with a passion to make a change, to be public servants, to be humble, and to help us keep our freedom as Canadians and to live a life of milk and honey. But most, sadly, see the temptations and they fall into the corrupt realm. And now we have ourselves a lot more politicians that are corrupt and a government that is corrupt. But we need to understand as Christians, it's not inherently so. It didn't need to be so, and it doesn't need to be so. And there can be an awakening and a renewal of our government system and our politicians. And if we bring all of the corruption to justice and there's actual accountability and the citizenry see the accountability, then we could remedy the division that has been taking place and uh, seek a path forward to our former glory as a nation that stood up for our founding fathers' documents, which were sourced from God, our freedom from Christ and that's what allowed us to live in freedom for so long. So what's taking place? Bill C-11 passed. Our government rushed that in. The liberal and NDP coalition, which is corrupt as corrupt as humanly possible. They are so corrupt. I can't express this. They were corrupt in my past life. When we used to pay off the judges and the lawyers and the police officers and all of that kind of stuff in the, in the life of crime, well, who do you think was the easiest targets to corrupt? the liberals, and we did, and they embraced it. Why? Because a lot of them liked prostitutes and cocaine. <laughs> Want me to be quite frank with you? There it is. So, uh, uh, but again, what are the policies that they produce? Well, policies that are against our freedom, obviously, and, and all that. And, and I speak as one who was politically a liberal all my life. We were born and raised in a location where liberalism was the political position, and Catholicism was the religious uh, donor. It was the religious ancestry. Catholicism, but our socio-political position were to be liberals and not to question that. There was no way you're going to question that. As a matter of fact, I hear my grandmother screaming in the house at Christmas time. We don't talk about religion or politics in this house. We are Catholics and we are liberals, and that's the end of it. End of story. Shut your mouth. Sit down. Let's eat some turkey. And so, uh, which of course, in a great many households was the same kind of conversation or lack of conversation or halt of conversation, which led to where we are now. Imagine that kind of principle applied or that kind of argument applied 
to a marriage, you know. Oh, the marriage will work fine as long as we just don't talk <laughs> about anything else but the weather. <laughs> Which I enjoy talking about the weather. Small talk is useful. It is necessary. It is needed. It is um, a very good door into other conversations. Don't let anybody try to fool you otherwise. But uh, yeah, so... <sighs> Here we are, okay, the result, the recipients as a Canadian citizenry to the the, the many uh, policies that have passed through our corrupt, uh, corrupted government. And um, the latest one is Bill C-11. Bill C-11 is a censorship bill which would no, no longer allow us now to view media content that is not approved by the government or to produce or create or to share media content that would not be pre-approved by our government system. They can lock us down, they can fine us, and they can jail us, fine us till I think they're 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 flirting or entertaining $25,000 fines and two years in prison if I were to share, I don't know, you name it, Tucker Carlson. I'm not allowed to see that in this country. I would not allow... Because the the the, the um, current... A government system which is corrupted uh, has created it its own linguistic law which is subjective but it is within the hand of the holder and uh, when they say things like misinformation uh, when they say things like hate speech uh, all that kind of stuff they're the ones who get to decide what that is and they are the ones that get to de- decide what kind of enforcement will take place so uh, for them let's say and and I'm not I mean, I'm, I'm just throwing this out there as a, as a statement of fact. Um, they have um, uh, labeled hate speech and, and white supremacy and terrorism and all that to individuals like Tucker Carlson or Fox News that, in its former glory, I suppose, but uh, or Rebel News over here in Canada, which is a grassroots conservative news channel that is crowdfunded only by the people. It's not government propaganda or anything. And they, the government hates that. They hate that branch of freedom and privilege. So we will no longer be allowed to, to receive that kind of uh, media content, that kind of stuff. So they can, they can monitor, and they're trying their best to monitor, of course, all of that. And they've presented this, of course, with a masquerade. They've presented it as... Well, Bill C-11 is good because it'll allow Canadian content to flourish and uh, to be proud Canadians and whatnot. And that's, I mean, that's, it's the exact same thing as brutally, violently, barbarically dismembering a little baby in the womb of the carrier and calling it virtuous, good, a woman's right, a woman's body, a woman's choice. It's medical care, health care. It's health care to brutally dismember, rip apart a little baby in the mother's womb, the carrier's womb. I, I have a hard time saying mother to, to this kind of context and scenario, but the carrier, okay, let's, we can't call that what it is, which I'm plainly and transparently saying what it is, because that's what it is. Abortion is the violent dismembering of little human beings in the womb of the carrier, uh, but we can't say that obviously, because that would be against our corrupt government and uh, policies. So, and it's not politically correct, according to the, to uh, what is commonly known now as the woke left. So we have to call it healthcare. Well, it's the same thing with all the bills they pass and they rush through. Uh, Bill C-11 was presented with flowers, you know, as if it's the best thing for Canadians, it'll be good for Canadian media. It's something we should embrace. It'll 
It'll do all kinds of good stuff. The same way they present, you know, uh, casinos and whatnot. Oh yeah, casinos will bring a lot to the economy. It'll bring employment. It'll be really good. It's a good thing. So we need casinos because it's a good thing. And that's how it's presented. And through all their branches of propaganda, uh, that's how it's presented in the minds of the people. So we think having casinos in the community is a good thing. Um, over here in Canada, it's the same that was presented for legal narcotics. Like now in, in Canada, it is uh, legal. And there are even vending machines for heroin, cocaine, crack, and all that kind of stuff. It's legal to just go outside and shoot up. Um, because we, the, the, the governing powers that are, so, that are corrupt presented it uh, with all the forces of their branches in uh, a virtuous way. It's, it's, it's good. It's good that we legalize all drugs. It's a good thing. Um, it's a good thing that we legalize sex workers. It's no longer called prostitution. That, that's bad. That, that doesn't sound right. Prostitution sounds wrong. It's not good. So we call them sex workers. So we can legalize it now. We can legalize sex workers. And of course, uh, the liberal mind, the NDP mind, the green mind, all of these are the same. They are uh, laced with socialist and communist, uh, social Marxist, all that kind of stuff. Um, they, they present it that way. Sex workers, now it's a, it's, a, it's a career, it's a trade, it's a good thing to have. You can pay your taxes and it can be legitimized in the community. And they present it in, in this way. Uh, liberal policies bring down crime. And we, th we say, amen, let's bring down crime. So they legalize crime, and it's no longer called crime. So once, it's, once they've legalized crime, and it's no longer crime, ta-da! See the magic? See how that works? Well, it was the same thing with Bill C-11, which passed yesterday, which is an online censorship. It's media censorship. And we were already censored to the brim, by the way. Um, over here in this country, you can't legally, on, on social media platforms... Or out here in public, quote certain Bible verses. You will be jailed and put. You will be fined and put in jail for hate speech. Um, you can lose your employment. Uh, many have. Um, you can be removed from your privileges to travel outside your state. Um, all that kind of stuff. It takes place right now. It's happening now. You won't know that if the only thing you're paying attention to is your your CTVs, your CBCs, your CNNs, your MSNBCs, your NBCs, all that kind of uh, propaganda stuff. But it, it is truly happening in reality. Outside from the myth, which is the propaganda reel, uh, for those of us who are in your blue-collar level, hardworking, tax-paying people, uh, and we get to speak to the people of the community, our neighbors, um, it's a reality for us uh, to be jailed, to be fined, to have the threat of... Uh, these um, corrupt now entities um, making us enemies in our own shore, if you will. So Bill C-11 passed and they rushed it in and they don't, they, they, they removed any debate or opposition or critique on the bill and they just rushed it in, which is a non-line media censorship bill. And, um, you know, soon they will pass another bill which will make VPNs illegal in this country. It, it's the standard, it's the, for anyone who's read the books, for anyone who's uh, taken the time to look at the history, uh, it's very repetitive. Everything that's taking place here now has happened before. It's how great nations have crumbled. Uh, implosion, if you will. Immoral implosion. And though we would be tempted to say, um, you know, this here specific uh, thing or topic is the, is the sole problem, it, it's a collective 
issue of a great many things that uh, prove our immorality and uh, our descent, spiral and descent down to a fallen state. And we are a fallen state. We are broken and fallen. Uh, Canada is no longer what it used to be, nor is the U.S. for that matter, sadly. Uh, and, um, you know, that's, that's, that's unfortunate because we had such a beautiful thing, you know, and um, we dropped the ball. But for us Christians who are faithful to our Lord and Master, the Christ, we don't allow ourselves to become over-anxious with this. We don't allow ourselves to uh, spiral into some very dark corners which would have us no longer useful and kind to our fellow man, uh, but more so jaded and bitter. And that can take place when your freedoms are being eroded, when you find yourself with injustice. Um, we don't want to allow that to happen. We know who our king is. We know who we bow down to. Uh, and it's not uh, Joe Biden over in America, and it's not Justin Trudeau over here in Canada. Do we respect the office? Well, of course we do. Do we pray for the office? Absolutely. Uh, but uh, we don't we don't bow down to this corruption uh, and um, submit ourselves to these uh, worldly leaders. Uh, our leader, our master, our king is Jesus, and there is no other. And that's why they hate us, by the way. That's why they want to remove us and destroy us. And this is the, the segue into the path in which I remind us of a system I created uh, from what I was able to observe in the sociopolitical realm in order to make sense of it all, because I needed for my own self to categorize, to modulize, to see the practical application and what's taking place and making sense of it where we are at currently in our sociopolitical situation, which is a fallen nation. Um, and what is so sad is the never-ceasing rampant steamroller of the isms um, have demonized us so badly that you will, if, if, if you've been washed by their mind control almost, you know, by this repetitive nonsense they have spinning in their propaganda reels, um, you automatically look at me with disdain. You automatically look at me with hate in your heart. Uh, I am insufferable to you. Uh, you cannot stand me. I am everything wrong with the world. I am your enemy. And that's how these cult-like mind control delinquents, these deviants uh, who are in the socio-political realm and currently in, in control of our countries, this is how they manipulate the minds of the people. That's how they have uh, your own neighbors against you, your own family members against you. So it, it is true in the same in the church when a wolf in sheep's clothing creeps in, a cult leader type, a tyrant, a diatrophies, a, a, a pharisaical type, he does the same thing. He brainwashes and manipulates. He's a master of slander, a master of cunning lies, and he can twist and turn stuff, and he can he can sin and have you believe that it's not a sin when he does it because he's real smart and we're all stupid, and then he'll project on you and blame you and accuse you of the sins that he actually lives in his own hypocrisy. And we've witnessed that. We've seen that. We can point him out and mark him out. No need for it. The humble know it. Well, it's the same thing in the political sphere, in the political realm with all these politicians and our current world leaders. We can see that in them when we are awakened, when we see and have the wisdom to discern right from wrong in these uh, actors away from the genuine, the honest, the sincere, the true, the real, the faithful. 
So in this pattern system that I've had to construct in order to make sense of it all, uh, I share with you yet again, and if you are familiar with uh, the content I create and you've been with me for a while, you, you'll under, you'll recognize the repetition. And it's it's necessary. It, it helps us to, to, to defend what's the truth of what's taking place sociopolitically as Christians. So our identity, first and foremost, we must remember the structure. Our identity was founded by our legal documents, which came from a higher power. They're not inspired, okay? It's not like if God from the sky with his hand came down and wrote something or outpoured the Holy Spirit yet again on individuals to write our chartered uh, documents, okay? Uh, it, it's That's not what I'm saying, and I, 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 anyone who would say that, I would say is wrong. But that doesn't mean that our legal documents, which founded our nation, was not influenced greatly by inspired literature, which is the 66 books of the Holy Bible. The American people know that if they look back at their roots in independence, their documents, their uh, uh, um, founding fathers were heavily influenced by Christianity, so commonly quoted. And so the same here in Canada, though to a lesser degree than our American friends, uh, our identity was founded by our legal documents, which came from a higher power. In other words, God, the, the Holy Bible. That's how we got to know that right and wrong came from a higher source. That's why if you're a murderer, you were going to get caught and put in trouble and receive capital punishment. We learned that somewhere. Where? From the Bible. So... Our documents, founding fathers, came through the principles of the Holy Bible. And that's why we were a nation with the five points I've written down, which were pro. Pro-Christianity, pro-life, pro-family, pro-self-defense, and pro-country. That's what we were. We were pro-Christianity. The religion of our people, our identity as Canadians, was Christianity. Though it might not have been accurate to the text, it was accurate to a great many moral principles and decency and public uprightness, okay? So pro-Christ was indeed our lifestyle, our citizenry, our culture. And uh, uh, that was a blessing while we lived under that identity. We were pro-life. We saw the value of human life from conception to natural death, human life had value and it had to be protected and secured, taken care of. It was precious. We were pro-family. Family was good for the economy. Family was good for the community. Family was encouraging and uplifting. It would build us and edify us. Family was good. Male, female, husband, wife, children, where children were applicable and when I mean applicable, I mean, you know, some husbands and wives can't have children, but they could adopt children. Husband, family, wife, family, husband, wife, children, family. We were pro-family because our identity, again, came from a higher source. And we wrote that in documents to our freedom. We were pro-self-defense. We understood because of the sovereignty of human life and how precious human life was, we had to protect human life. We had to protect our household from those who would choose to contaminate themselves with evil motives, murderous thoughts. And so self-defense was an encouraged thing in the household, in our nation, as people. We could hold on to our firearms, hold on to all the tools that would give us equal 
opportunity to defend human life. And that was a good thing. And these things, again, come from the Bible. Just because our government corrupts itself and says those things are illegal now doesn't mean we submit to what they are saying at all. We must fear God rather than men. And so self-defense was a great part of our identity as Canadians uh, once upon a time. And we were pro-country. We were very content and joyful to be in a country like Canada. It gave us the milk and honey, freedom, privilege. And it had borders. It had justice. It had order. It had law. It had things that allow us peace and sovereignty. It allow us uh, 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 mutual companionship with our fellow neighbors. It, it allowed us a like-minded hope and goal as a people. And that, again, was how we were uh, uh, written in the documents to follow the principles of the Holy Bible. That was our identity as Canadians. We were pro-Christ, pro-life, pro-family, pro-self-defense, and pro-country. Now, now that doesn't mean we were pro <laughs> that we were perfect. Okay, uh, a great many things are questionable in our founding days. In the genesis of the Western world, there are many questionable things that might not have been in accordance to the love of Christ. But they are here now, and they've taken place. And they've sculptured and they've crafted its way forward to where we are now. But the greater bulk of it was out of decency. And it was out of following the divine pattern of the scriptures, which is why we wrote the documents, the charters. But now, very different, a very different culture we find ourselves in. Um, we no longer have an identity, and that was purposed, by the way. Once you remove the people from their identity, it is more easier to manipulate and control them, deceive them. And Justin Trudeau was very, um, very transparent and public with that. He, he was driven by his investors to dismantle the identity of the Canadian people that would root itself back to, again, these five pro points in our chartered rights. And so the driving factor of the lawlessness and corruption of our current governing bodies um, have taken us away from our identity. And now we are everything but in the reverse, the reversal. We are anti-Christ. We are anti-life. We are anti-family. We are anti-self-defense. And we are anti-country. So everything in which we were in identity to be pro, we have now been eroded into the anti-realm of things. And uh, that was purposed. That was pre-determined, uh, pre, um, what's it called now? You know, there's several degrees of murder, right? Murder in the first degree, second, third, all that. There's a reason for that. Did you murder someone out of blind rage or did you murder someone because you meticulously pre-planned it you you had all the factors involved and you knew at what time in which way in what location you were going to murder this person okay well our current governing bodies the uh, liberal administration and the coalition of all the other parties which are of the same ism ilk uh, that uh, than the liberal party uh, 
they designed this. It's been in, in, in the works for a long time. They've been working at this for a long time. And um, sadly, they've been able to, to be victorious for a bit uh, with their, their, their policies, which are, again, anti-Christ, anti-life, family, self-defense, and country. That's why we live in a state of lawlessness. That why, that's why crime is at an all-time high. Murder, suicide, depression, uh, division, chaos, and uh, the brink of nuclear war. Uh, we are already in World War III. It's different than World War I and II. That's why um, uh, many of us can't identify it uh, quite yet. But uh, the more you look into the information and you do your studies, you will recognize that we are indeed in World War III. It just has a preliminary uh, sequence of things to take place before the full onslaught war, which would be more physical and abrupt and brutal to take place. Uh, but it's a war of the mind, obviously, at this stage, and the division of it uh, has certainly been enforced. So. Now that we are no longer in the five pro branches of our identity, we are now in the five anti branches of our identity, then we have ourselves five branches of power that are sadly now fully corrupted as well. And that would be government, corporation, academia, entertainment, in other words, movies, music, and sports, and media, in other words, news and social. Through these five branches, government, corporation, academia, entertainment, and media, and I could, of course, slide in there religion, man-made religion. Um, they are now five branches fully corrupted within the five anti-modules uh, of this new identity we have. Um, our leaders, corrupted to the brim, said we no longer are a nation of identity. Well, when you, f when, when you void the identity, you fill it with another identity. And that's, that's all that takes place. And so now all of them uh, are purpose, uh, purchased propaganda under the influence of the, well, World Economic Forum and World Health Organization, which is foreign threat and interference. Um, and again, I speak these things very soberly. I'm, 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 not, I'm not a wacko conspiracy theorist where I believe lizard people are about to crawl out of their skins and there's some kind of strange aliens out there in space. Um Listen, nor am I enamored with the drunkenness of false religious views that would say that all of this is the end times and, you know, blah, 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 and premillennialism. No, not at all. Um, very sober in thought, very self-controlled. I've been studying these things for years and I've gone to the deep end. I have seen myself uh, be too uh, anxious and uh, driven by fear and uh, allow the corrupt world uh, um, penetrate my thoughts, if you will. So I, 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 I've ebbed and flowed uh, throughout the years, but have, through God's grace and through study and through self-awareness and clarity, uh, been able to be very um, temperate and controlled and mindful of what's taking place and being able to speak it um, organically to you in a way that is not, um, you know, unhinged, if you will. So all of these powers are now under the control of nefarious and sinister corruption, okay? Uh, and it's driven by that agenda and that motive, and all have are, are purchased propaganda under the influence of the World Economic Forum and World Health Organization, um, which is foreign threat and interference. So 
as Christians, we just need to recognize, not having our heads in the sand, that we are at war. But if you've read the scriptures, you've known we've always been at war. And uh, there is a fine line with what is physical and what is spiritual, both seeming to intertwine a great many, a great many ways. Uh, a war of the mind, right? So we need to understand that when you look at our current government system, our current corporations, our current academic academic institutions, entertainment facilities, and media outlets, um, they're going to uh, utilize the same propaganda. That's why they all say the same thing in the same way, right? They all repeat the same thing in the same way. And um, there's a purpose for that. There's a reason for that. Um Godless globalist is what's taking place, who believe that human beings are the problem needing to be extinguished. All of this, if you bring, and, and I've I've wanted to always go to the source cause, like the, the, the purpose behind it all. Because you can find on your path to finding the source cause, you'll find many things there. You'll find perversion, you'll find uh, greed, you, you'll find uh, pride, you'll find all sorts of things. But it all leads to the source sphere, the, the orb, you know, the, the evil orb, as the never-ending story would say, the nothing. Okay, you've made your way to the nothing. There are many things that lead you to the nothing. Again, I've spoken of them. Sexual immorality and uh, murder, uh, uh, perversion, all that kind of stuff. Okay, it, it leads you to the, to the, to the nothing, the, the orb and source. And what is that? It is uh, the extinguishing of Christianity. It always has been. This fallen world and uh, the devil's influence has but one purpose and one purpose only, to extinguish to extinguish Christianity, Christ, and all who follow him. They hate God, and they're going to hate anyone who loves God. They hate God, so they hate themselves, because we are created in the image of God. That's the, that's the source. That's, it, it, the, the deeper you dig, the deeper you dig, you finally find yourself at that very conclusion. Everything taking place right now, everything you see, make no mistake, it's to get rid of Christianity and those who adhere to Christianity. It, it, that's, that's it. Really. There's nothing else. Now, are there various other factors that lend to that source reason? Absolutely. Absolutely. You think it to be a coincidence that sexual perversion and uh, abortion and all these things have been allowed to, pe uh, to uh, penetrate, infiltrate, manipulate, and dominate our nations? Not at all. Those are tools. Those are just tools to be utilized for the great plan they have, which is to extinguish Christianity. Now, they'll never be able to do that. See, that's the beauty uh, and comfort of the Christ. They'll never be able to do that. They've tried that already in history. It's not worked. It'll never work. You will always have someone who follows Jesus on this earth. You'll never extinguish that. Because once we know who Jesus is, we'll, we, will, we will die for him. There's no other way around that. As sacrificial and honorable, our soldiers in the past who bled the ground red to give us freedom for a little while, away from the very people who are now in control of our country, that same passion, that same willingness to lay down your life for another, we will do that for our master, Jesus Christ. There's no way around that. That's a, that's a cost we've counted. I've counted that. 
I pray to God each day. I don't need to go through that, but I will if it calls of me to do so. So they'll never extinguish Christianity, though as much as they try, it'll never work. It's futile. It's vain. All their attempts are vain, but nonetheless, they're going to try and try and try and repeat it through history. And that's exactly what they're doing. It's to extinguish Christ from our nation. That's all there is to it. And so you have the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, and various other very corrupt institutions now. Then again, they did not be inherently sinful. There are things that were birthed out of good heart, righteous policies that were created in order to help the people. But corruption got its hands on it and have twisted and turned it for its own selfish gain. So now we have godless globalists who believe human beings are the problem needing to be extinguished. And they've, they're making sure that they can legally murder us, and they have been. They have been. That's what's been taking place. This is not fear-mongering. This is just the truth. Don't allow it to get you disorderly in your thoughts. But this is the truth. It is what it is. And so is the influence of the isms, the socio-political descriptions we give to these entities that are corrupted. The isms. The isms, the influence of, first and foremost, the most powerful ism that brought in or allowed all the other isms in, which is atheism. Atheism. Atheism was the initial path forward in order to allow all the other isms to flood in to our nation. Once atheism was established in the minds of our children as fact, as science, which it is not, it is not. Again, if you call murder good and no longer call good murder, if you, uh, if you call murder good and you say it often enough, people are going to believe that murder is good. If you tell people that atheism is science and that science is what we should believe in, which is an impossibility, by the way. Science is but a tool. It's not a worldview. It's a, it's a tool you utilize to test and observe. But anyways, besides the point, atheism had to be at the forefront, and that was allowed in when we stopped thanking God for all the blessings he gave us in our nation, and we stopped studying his word and living his word. That made us vulnerable and there was a void in our hearts which was filled with the incoming pressure of atheism, which was presented as science. And so if you're not an atheist, well, then you hate science, don't you? Tisk tisk tisk, you science denier. See how that works? See how that linguistic is the same you'll hear on all propaganda channels? Oh, they are science deniers. It's all verbal assault. It, that's all it is. It's... Uh, propagated diarrhea that's it's a dead, verbal diarrhea they just call evil good and good evil and it works and atheism came in and with atheism we no longer believe in a higher power that there is a consequence that there is a law and justice and order and once we got atheism established in the hearts of the people as science then there is no god is there no so if there is no god who becomes God on earth. And that's exactly what happens. If Jesus is not our God, if God 
of the Bible is no longer our God, then we're going to make ourselves our own gods, our own judges, and that's what we do. And they become tyrants, oppressors. And so atheism came in. Atheism came in, and through atheism, which of course is godlessness, the lack of knowing Jesus Christ and his love. And if God is love and we've gotten rid of God, what have we gotten rid of? Love for our fellow man, for our own selves. And once that takes place, what do we have? Well, we have liberalism, liberalism, progressivism, socialism, fascism, Marxism, communism, and within that, tyranny, oppression, both physically and spiritually. And that's where we are at. That's where we are found. We don't live in a state of panic or anxiety, but of reality in this fallen world. It is a fallen world. And through this system, which I had to look at and make sense of to know why we are at the current stage we are at, and it is because of these things. And I've seen them throughout the years, throughout the decades, taking place. So this is the state of the Western world. This is the state of Canada. And that's why a bill like C-11 passed yesterday. And that's why other bills that have been passed and will be enforced in regards to uh, 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 protecting the five-point anti-movement, which is anti-Christ, life, family, self-defense, and country. To protect that, these kinds will enforce their policies, and they have been. That's why it's illegal to protest or critique or speak out against the LGBTQ community without consequence. We still do, because we have to stand up for what is right, but it comes at a consequence, at a sacrifice. When at a time, it was just common, common information and knowledge among the people, the citizenry of this country, to know that that kind of stuff is disorderly and should not be allowed with our children. But today, if you are to oppose or protest or critique drag queen hour with our children, you will be the one who is fined and dragged to jail. And that is a recorded fact. We have individuals who are in jail because of that in this country. That's why we have laws that protect murder. And if you speak out against murder, you are the evil one. And that is the, that is indeed the tactics and tools of psychological manipulators. Um, they infiltrate your thoughts and take control of you. They take advantage of you. They, 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 they present themselves as your friend. They infiltrate your life as friendly and as on your, on your side and they're there for you and they're loyal to you. When in fact, um, it's all an act. And by the time you wake up to it, the damage has been done. Um, these world leaders have presented themselves as good change for the country and a progressive way forward, and we're going to get rid of all the evil. But what has happened? Evil has flourished. But they masquerade. They, they mask it. They, 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 they'll tell you, oh, no, they, if you claim that there's evil, you're, you're the evil one. It, it, it's, it's upside down world, right? The twilight zone, per se. But it, it is the reality of our existence and where we are at currently. Can we change that? Is there hope to change that? Well, certainly. We pray for change. We pray that the corrupt will be held accountable and uh, that there will be consequences, that it doesn't matter if you're the president of the United States or the prime minister of Canada, to which, of course, there is 
there is legitimate evidence or signs of evidence proving the illegitimacy of the current administrations in the US and in Canada matter of fact there's a lot of there's a lot of things taking place uh, which would prove that there was foreign infiltration to our electoral process which would mean that our electoral process is compromised and that who we are voting for is not being taken into consideration but is actually corrupted meaning your vote means nothing at all <laughs> at this at this point and that is true to history and their proverbs history has wisdom it told us that if you vote in communism you won't be able to vote it out you'll have to shoot your way out well ta-da so these things are important to recognize and understand but as christians our freedom is in christ and our heavenly home is where we are headed towards that doesn't mean we do nothing here and become lazy it just means we need to understand that worldly kingdoms will come and go but the kingdom of our lord and master um, that cannot be destroyed because that was built with the hand of god it is a spiritual house okay so the state of our western world is indeed on the verge of full collapse we can we can see that we can those of us who see that know that uh, but as christians again we have hope in christ we have a better day tomorrow we do we will persevere through all these challenges until we depart and we will keep our focus on heavenly wealth we will practice evangelism and benevolence and fellowship we will socialize with the faithful and we will do our best to speak the truth and influence those around us and afar with the good news of our lord and master because the more people we have following jesus knowing jesus and following jesus the more people will be capable of exposing error knowing evil and removing it from our shores we get educated on current events not to spiral downward with the world but rather to make educated decisions regarding those who are in places of leadership these evil individuals that is now com commonly described as the woke left and here's something that really frustrates me i see some of our brethren so contaminated by liberalism their minds have just gone to a mush i've seen some try to say that the woke left is not really bad it's good they're virtuous it's a good thing they're helping people i mean again that is so frustrating you should know better than that you should know better than that you're doing what the world is doing which is calling evil good and good evil the woke left is simply a quick descriptive uh, uh, identity to all their policies which are racist sexually perverted they are murderous they are divisive and though you might find pockets of individuals who are part of these things who are trying to do something good they're misguided the woke left movement is godless and it is perverted and it is corrupt christians have no business being involved with any party or policy that involves the woke left it just doesn't and i'm not a republican i'm not a conservative i'm not a liberal i'm not a democrat i'm not an ndp i'm not a green i'm not anything like that i'm a christian and i try my best each day to be faithful 
and through the policies of the scriptures, which are divine, the principles therein which are applicable and can be practiced, I vote governed by the words of the Holy Bible. Now, if there is one political party that happens to adhere to policies that are closer and more accurate to the principles of the scriptures, then that's where we're going to vote. But there's the break, there's the breakdown, if you will, of all of that stuff. Okay, and that's how I became. That's how I came to make sense of it all, and to still have hope and understanding that with everything taking place, God's will be done. God's judgment, it's gonna happen. You can't have evil, evil in evil without consequence. But we beg Him for His long suffering and His mercy. We eagerly anticipate His return. But till then, as Christians, we keep the peace as best as we can. Some men don't want peace. You got to be ready for that. There are evil men. <laughs> That's another one our brethren have a hard time with. We do pray for our enemies, don't we? Absolutely. We pray for our enemies. We love them. They're human beings. But we have some of our brethren polluted and contaminated with a myth that somehow there really aren't any evil men. They're just all good, and they'll all choose to change. Should we pray for the devil? Do we love the devil? The devil has free will. He can change. He can repent, can he? Of course he can. He chose to be evil. Can he choose to be good? So why don't we just... Kumbaya around the fire and pray for the devil to change, to repent. What about the Pharisees of Jesus' day? Who had a paternal lineage to the devil himself as liars and murderers. Why didn't Jesus just gather his disciples and kumbaya around the fire? Let's love the Pharisees and pray for the Pharisees. Now, did he mention his love for them? His will for them, absolutely. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. He wanted to take them under his wing. They wouldn't have it. They murdered him. Why don't we pray for the devil? Friend, listen. There are people who are going to choose to be evil, and they're going to choose to be evil till they die. And we need to be ready for them because they will hurt us and not think twice about it. There are evil men on this earth, and they're currently in power. <laughs> <laughs> our nations in our lives. But we submit ourselves and adhere to the greater power, which is Christ, our Lord and Master. You may disagree with me in everything I've said. I still love you. But I assure you I can defend what I have shared. It is very sober and controlled. I've looked into these things, and I know you have as well. We can have conversations about these things. Make sense? If so, consider subscribing, following, liking, giving a comment, sharing the link far and wide. Please consider supporting this work. We rely on your ability and willingness to financially support us. If you want to financially support the Added Souls ministry, this studio, and the work it produces, and the more funding we have, the more we can build, you can go to addedsouls.locals.com. Sign up there and you can support us there. You'll have exclusive content there as well. 
and a more personal report and update, if you will. You can also contact me personally and get yourself a physical address if you, if you want to send something like a check or whatnot. And there's also the PayPal option if you just want to electronically send a, a PayPal donation. Everything's transparent. You can contact me if you have concerns or questions. We can have a, a, a video chat, phone call, email exchange, whatever it takes. I am your servant. That's it. I'm your humble servant. I'm just trying to help. I may be wrong sometimes, but I'm just trying my best to help. And this is the Friday sociopolitical conversation. So please understand that throughout the week, the podcast sessions, the early bird podcast sessions from Monday to Friday, they're not all on sociopolitical things. Mondays, I share the sermon I proclaim to the East Coast congregation on Sundays. I do that on Monday. On Tuesdays, we analyze the lyric. We take a song from the world, various songs that may have a lot of memories for us or whatever, and we look at the lyrics. And we look at them through a Christian lens and we discuss them. On Wednesdays, we have our Bible study sessions. We've been going through the book of Genesis. On Thursdays, it is a topical session. We look at a specific topic and discuss that very thing. And on Fridays, which is only about one Friday a month or twice a month, we have this discussion. I speak on the updates of current events in our nations and uh, the pattern system that I bring to your remembrance and how to make sense of what's taking place and our hope, and our uh, um, our peace with Jesus Christ, even in, in times of great uncertainties. If you find any value in that, by all means, seek to support. We are uh, over here on the east coast of Canada. You can check us out, eastcoastchurchofchrist.com or addedsouls.com. That's my website. All the links are there available for you. We are a growing and loving church, and uh, we are like-minded in our judgments, and uh, we'd love to sit down and study with you if that's something that uh, you think you'd like to do. Or if you have disagreements with what I've said today, we can talk about that. If you are reasonable and you can have a conversation in a mature, civil way, we can certainly sit down and talk about these things. I may be wrong about something. I may not be seeing something right. Maybe you can help me out. But if I'm willing to learn something, you have to as well. That's the mutual humbleness we have to share. That makes sense? Stay focused, stay positive. You are loved, you are prayed for, you are appreciated. As it stands in the limitations of my studio, I can't have all my locations open at the same time and see the comments. Matter of fact, I see nothing. (laughs) I don't even see how many are viewing me. I'll only get to know that information afterwards. But we do stream on Rumble, we stream on Twitter, we stream on YouTube, and we stream on Facebook. Uh, and all those locations are available. And then you will have the audio upload, which will be on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, all that kind of good stuff. Again, any information you'd like to have from us, reach out. We'll let you know. Good stuff. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. Stay positive. We'll see each other, Lord willing, come Monday. Peace out.